still on the road, still in LA, still in Marina Del Rey. BG, Brian Griffith, a buddy of mine. Uh, I've known him for quite some time. We're gonna cover so much MK Ultra. I just learned what that is, NWA. We're talking about Guinea, uh, Reno, Korea, another jam-packed hour. Everything is fueled from me wanting to be a better person on earth. It's time to do your part. Uh, back on the road. Actually, I shouldn't say back because I'm in Marina Del Rey. We already did one uh, beautiful podcast here with George, but now I'm joined with another friend of mine. We're talking 20 plus years, and we were talking a moment ago. Every time you and I start chatting, everything just gets unpacked quickly, right? Yeah, it does. I love it. So That's great. So thank you for, we had a conversation once before. We spent an hour and we said, you know, we can, let's redo this. We can do better, right? Right. I love that you've got such a perspective and such a voice. So thank you for being here. Absolutely. Honored to be here. I love it. I love it. And you know, my first question always, why did you decide uh, to say yes the first and second time? That's a, that's a great starting point because um, it really develops like from there, like, you know, where we're going to go with this. And I think that if nothing else, this, this is uh, it comes from hope. It mm -hmm. comes from what everyone can do in the human spirit. Everybody wants to do something great at mm -hmm. some point, I feel. Mm -hmm. And sometimes you can't do something great, but what you can do is you can do a lot of good things, right? Mm -hmm. This is a great thing that you're doing and it's cool to be a part of it. Great. Thank you. I appreciate that. I feel like because I've known you for so long and you've just, you're a good dude, you've probably done a lot of great things, right? Uh, like we were just actually talking about you becoming a big brother. I don't know if you were serious about that, but it, I think it would be a, something that you would, um, that would be a huge opportunity. I would love to have been your little brother. Yeah, it's, uh, it sounds like a cool thing to do, and I actually oh, yeah. do it. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So thank you for that first question. And, yep. uh, you know, we were already talking on the couch. We've got a lot to talk about. But first and foremost, I want you to tell me a bit about where you grew up, right. a bit about your experience, um, and kind of, you know, how you got to be you and where you are today. Well, that's a big question. Um, I mean, I'm from L.A., uh, lived in California most of my life. I did spend about 12 years uh, out of the country. I mm -hmm. uh, moved around to Korea. I was in London. I was in uh, Saudi Arabia, uh, Dubai, Iraq. Uh, well, not, not military or anything like that. Okay. Okay. It was like oil and gas type stuff. Wow. Not in Korea, yeah. though. No, Korea. I was teaching English in Korea. Okay. So this is what I want. And we kind of talked okay. about this last time. So I really want you to tell, tell me how you got... Tell me more about your childhood, and then I'm excited to hear about how you got to these places, because this is this is kind of when I met you, is when you were kind of in the back and forth of moving, right? Right. Yeah. I remember meeting you, and then we, we kind of we connected quickly through our group, and then you right. were off again. Yeah, I was in and out all the time for but, a, a good amount of time. But you were off, yeah. like on the other side of the planet. So right. I'm sorry, I interrupted you. So you're from L.A. Go on. Oh, from L.A., um, and I uh, lived uh, in San Francisco for quite some time. Mm -hmm. uh, my whole family's uh, in LA also. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, their grandparents, uh, from there too. Are you an only child? No, I have one sister mm -hmm. and I have two stepbrothers that have been my stepbrothers since I was like four years old. So that's fam. That counts. Yeah, yeah exactly. Mm -hmm. So, uh, yeah, just, uh, lived in, uh, lived in Reno for a while, which I'm not particularly proud of. <laughs> I don't like <laughs> the, to admit the, it. The, the biggest little city, biggest in, the world. Little city in the world, baby. Go on. So, uh, that was when I was kind of growing up and then I moved back to LA, um, right at high school, mm -hmm. right at first year of high school. So I uh, went to like five or six different high schools here in LA, like in the same area. Wow. Why is that? Uh, I just wanted to sample different types of learning from different institutions. No, I'm just joking. I got kicked out of like almost every high school I went to. So I was, ha I was having fun. I actually like the, I almost feel like the first uh, j joking answer seemed to look, it. yeah, I did. Yeah. Because again, you've got this different kind of intellect about you. And you, again, I think a lot of it is attributed to your travels, but it didn't surprise me. So go on bullshitter, continue. All right. So I went up back in LA, you know, hung out here for a while, did some school, whatever, went up to San Francisco, went to school there. Mm -hmm. uh, did uh, one year in London, uh, school also, mm -hmm. and I came back to San Francisco. Stayed there a few more years. When you say school, like, what, were you like studying something specific? Uh, I was studying uh, research methods in neuropsychology. So yeah, okay. Yeah, like math, basically, or whatever. And I sucked at it, it was horrible. I was so glad to get out of there, yeah. I don't, I th I'm sure you didn't suck at it. I, put me to the test. That would suck. Go yeah, on. Trust me. I don't Thank even you. know what the hell you just said. Okay, go on. No, me either. So then, actually, after I left London, mm -hmm. um, I didn't go straight home. I went to uh, Southeast Asia for six months. Mm -hmm. I'm just like, I don't have, I have nothing to go home to necessarily. Like, life's good. I have friends and family. Not that. Mm -hmm. But I was like, there's no rush for me to get home. I have no appointment. So you didn't miss American life? You didn't miss, like, in and out and shit? Uh, yeah, of course. Mm -hmm. Of course, but there are so many other things that were overwhelmingly different and more positive than something like that. But you always yeah. retain like in and out, of course. Yeah, uh, that's the you know, first place I came 
uh, went to out of the airport every single time was in and out until <laughs> until until doghouse came around actually nice right good plug and i'm good glad plug, i yeah. used in and out i was actually kidding go on right so okay, that's how good it is go ahead it is uh so yes yeah, i trap so and i was always traveling you know i think you know we've been on a few trips and our uh, mm-hmm. you know close friends we've all been on trips Europe, together mexico a yep, bunch yeah. of times mm-hmm. and so i kind of caught the bug and so i was in san francisco and i was like working kind of a corporate job mm-hmm. that i didn't love and i was burned out whatever um and i was like uh, i took a year off i was like writing like philosophy i really wanted to like write philosophy and like those types of books and like those type of topics mm-hmm. i guess and and I was just bored, and I think I, I can I, on Craigslist or something. I must have applied for a job, and I was like really high. And they wrote back saying like, "Hey, you can have this job." And I was like, "You're in Korea." And then like to, to be honest, I'm like Google Maps, like where is Korea exactly? I didn't really know, knew nothing about it. And I was like, "This is calling out to me. I'm going to go for it." And so I like. Did you make I, that decision like after you Googled it? Uh, like did, how long well, it looked you, cool. How long I mean, did it take you to make that decision that you were going to go? Probably a few days. Like uh, there was a girl I was dating, uh-huh. and like, and that was also sort of like going like its own, like petering out, maybe. Uh-huh. I remember um, her. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, and so, and she's and, and she's awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you know, like I talked to her, and like I just felt like it was. I felt like I was being pulled there for some yeah. reason, right? right? And so I just went with it. Mm, it was bigger than just a decision. Yeah, it was like it obviously came out of the universe somewhere, mm-hmm. and plus timing was seemed to be right, whatever. Mm-hmm. So I went there, planned on going for one year. I wound up staying there for three years because I liked it. Hmm. Uh, from there, I uh, didn't have a job. Actually, I moved to China for a job that didn't exist when I got there. So that kicked off like, dude, I have no job and like I'm ready to go. And so I traveled around the earth, uh, around the world for one year. Wow. Like literally like around like one and a half times type thing. Just like like I'm envisioning a backpack. Like, yeah. Just Okay, so where'd you go in that year? Well, yeah. So first, when I moved to China, I had like a suitcase and a backpack and another bag, whatever, right? Mm-hmm. So very quickly, I just started like throwing stuff out of my my bags and like leaving it in hotels. I don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need that. Wow. And it got down to a backpack. I uh, went through. I was in Kathmandu, Nepal for six months. I was in India, just all around India, for maybe another three months, and then uh, in Europe for our good friend's uh, wedding that year. And then from there, uh, I got recruited to work in to, like do some more teaching in Saudi Arabia, which was like I was kind of hesitant about because that's a whole different ball game. Yeah. And, Especially uh, for Americans. Yeah, I feel so. I mean, yeah, something like that, right? Mm-hmm. Like, I just didn't know it, whatever. And that's a very uh, restrictive uh, country, the, one of the most restrictive in the world. And when I re- say restrictive, there's a lot to go into there. But it's, mm-hmm. um, you know, it's, uh, you know, compared to like America, what we think is like, oh, freedoms of what we want to do and all that kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. didn't really have it there. Yeah. Right. With big punishment. So I was there for a year. And then um, I and you were up, teaching English there. Yeah, I was teaching in a u- university there. Gotcha. Like business English, that all that kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Right. Mm-hmm. And then from there, I met some dudes like that worked in oil and gas, and I had never worked in oil and gas before. And they recruited me, and I wound up working out of Dubai and like in Iraq and Kurdistan, and then throughout Africa a little bit, not as much Africa, but quite a bit. Wow! Um, yeah, so it was really cool times. So you were able to travel, which you loved, which you fell in love with doing, and make some cash as well. I mean, Africa, absolutely, Saudi Arabia. This isn't just like a job in London. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was an adventure. So tell me about the adventure. Was uh, was it all positive? I mean, did you ha- did you tell me about Africa? I mean, did you make friends along the way? Like, what did Absolutely. what did you learn from this? Uh, yeah, well, you, you learn that you always make friends. And like when I go traveling or whatever, like I'm not trying to chop people up. Mm-hmm. I'm not trying to be friends with anyone. Like you know, like you know me all. You know, hey, make comments or like you know. You know, well, now's a good time for me to ask you because I yeah. asked you this before. For a lot of the podcasts, we always try to encourage people to travel, right? Because it's you, you can gain so much knowledge. So travel, travel, travel. Absolutely. So people are like, it, I think the idea, if you've never done it, seems daunting and scary, right? right? But the way you're making it sound is like, uh, yo, you're like dumping clothes in hotels and stuff. So yeah, give us, give them some, give us some examples or actual steps as to how you travel and take some of this fear out of it if you can yeah well the fear i mean there's dangerous things in the world is you know there's good things in the world whatever Mm -hmm. so i get why people you know you know say that at some point Mm -hmm. but i mean the biggest fear obviously comes from inside right like i once read a quote i forget the exact quote but it was something like uh like people who like what was it like in order to combat loneliness you have to be alone i yeah i get it yeah right or just anything you fear yeah you have to face it exactly right yeah so that old thing and then so yeah. so you have to be really comfortable being being alone not, uh-huh. not just i mean like that's that's most of it right like you know, wherever you go there you're alone unless you meet someone in chat for whatever it is or blah 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 that's my big I, that's my biggest fear is being alone yeah and i don't mean like in a relationship just like spending time alone 
Yeah. Go ahead. A lot, I, yeah, I know I, we have some other friends like that too, mm-hmm. right? Just mm-hmm. can't be alone. Wants yeah. to be on the phone, wants to be chatting, chatting or I doing to whatever. Access it is. somebody, just energy right. around. So there's something deep about it there. And then there's also like just the like, just go, mm-hmm. right? It's like jumping in the pool. It's mm-hmm. like anything else, right? Like once you're in the pool, you're like, oh, this is awesome. Well, why didn't I jump into him? And so you have a different kind of grit about you. That's also something I guess can't be learned. Yeah, everything no, I think kind of can be fearless. learned. Yeah, I mean, it's just you know, it's definitely not fearless. I mean, I, I mean, I grew up in LA, right? So there's, uh, I'd like to think that I have a sense of like street smarts or like, mm-hmm. like hey, like you know, if there's bad places in any city in the world. There's a bad neighborhood. Mm-hmm. How bad it is, who knows? But right. Like, there's something, right? It's true. So, hey, maybe I won't go down that street. Yeah. Or maybe I'll look it up five minutes before and see like where's good and where's bad. Or whatever. It's just it is, common right? sense. Common sense, street smarts, all that kind of stuff, and like you know, be aware of your surroundings and all that. Yeah, you know, stuff that you it, everything you do usually just has to be more heightened, mm-hmm. because also when you're there, uh, depending on where you are, like you're quite often pegged as a not from there, mm-hmm. right? They can tell mm-hmm. your hat's backward. You're not following like the shoe custom, whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Something like that. So, uh, so yeah, th- that's a big part of it, and it's also very rewarding too, right? You get a lot out of it. I don't, you know, a like, ton out of it. Yeah. Sometimes I don't know what it is you get out of it, but I definitely like, like they say, man, you can't go wrong with the old broadens your horizons and like your, your views of the world and your it's views true. of people Yeah, and, you know, views of yourself, how you handle adversity mm-hmm. in some of these situations too. Mm-hmm. Um, it's, uh, it, you know, with these conversations, I'm all over the place, but the little takeaway I asked from, uh, from you just a moment ago is that for me is that, you know, dress accordingly, don't be obvious, um, but obviously practice a lot of common sense. And it's true. It's like, if you change your perspective on how you view cities and counties and uh, countries and the world, it, there's danger everywhere. So it's like, you Absolutely. really just have to uh, use your wits about you and just go do it. Yeah. Travel, travel, travel. Out of all of these places, what was the most beautiful? Um, like what, what, was, what left the biggest impression and what was the most beautiful? Um, my tenants, uh, there's places are beautiful for different reasons. Uh, my, my go-to answer on this is uh, Korea, actually, Four mm-hmm. Seasons and Mountains and Sea and all that, um, or Thailand. Wow. But I have to say, Iraq was pretty stunning and Kurdistan. Really? Amazing. I feel like we are uh, kind of uh, subconsciously trained or told to not ever want to travel in those areas. Yeah, it strikes fear, right? Yeah, yeah. and it's, yeah, sure, it's dangerous. But like, I mean, just looking at the country and like the place, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's beautiful. Okay. Yeah. So, uh, so you so you moved around. I, tell me a bit about Africa, and then tell me how you got home. Obviously, uh, I know how you got home, but what brought you home, and what keeps you here? Uh, Africa actually brought me home uh, in a weird way. I I, uh, I kind of like broke. Oh, should bro- we move into the, our, our no. Black Lives Matter? <laughs> yeah. Hey, we're there. Uh, actually I broke my back when I was in Africa and so I came home, I had surgery, whatever. And I came back to LA to, to rehab. Where in Africa was this? This was in uh, equatorial Guinea, which is a small Island, uh-huh. uh, off the East coast, like just under the horn. You're a, you're under the horn. You're a trip. Dude. That is a trip. So, <laughs> yeah. and again, this is one of the reasons why I wanted to chat with you. I mean, you, so you broke your back in Guinea. Well, how did you break your back? Uh, a lifetime of, uh, playing out pay later or sports or uh-huh. bad, bad drunk decisions or that one time in football or painting the house or a lifetime of that. So, I mean, I forget what actually did it. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like, yeah, I was in, you know, I was in Africa. I was far away from, I was a, an, on an Island in a small, tiny country where there was like barely anything. It was like for oil and gas. Right. Mm-hmm. So I was like, this is the worst place to like, you know, to break my back, whatever it is. But like, I even, I tried to go to work. I, I sat there. It took me like eight hours to get ready because mm-hmm. I wasn't asleep anyways. So I was, I was wow. like messed up and I was like 10 minutes to put the shoes on, whatever it is. But like, yeah. so anyways, fast forward, uh, came back to LA to recuperate uh-huh. and, um, you know, met up with, uh, one of our good friends. Let me who, interrupt you. Real yeah, quick. go ahead. Yeah, please. Through all of these travels, where was your family? Where was your mom? Where were these people saying like, get your ass home? Like, was anybody, I mean, obviously, right? You're loved, you have family, you have friends. Would anybody have concern or like it's Thanksgiving? Like what's good? Yeah, uh, my mom, all of those things. Yeah. All of those She's probably worried sick. Absolutely, man. And, um, but yeah, I mean, talk to her all the time. And like, you know, that's a, you know, something you have to do, especially with like, you know, parents and stuff like that. Or those who you love and love you, right? Like you have to communicate with them. Yeah. You have to like, you have to reach out. You have to be the guy that picks up the phone sometimes, whatever it is. So, yeah. uh, so she was okay. She got through it. She knew I was having fun. All right. Yeah. All right. Okay. I had to ask. Um, all right. So you moved back to LA and then you yeah. got in touch with one of our good friends. Yep. And then I started working uh, with their restaurant group. Uh, mm-hmm. So I did that for the past five and a half years. Mm-hmm. And that, that's a, a, a very uh, fast growing, thriving kind of uh, doghouse. Yeah. It's yep. a really cool company. It's an awesome company. Great people too. Yeah. And the um, culture behind it is very... Uh, 
I would like to work. If I wasn't doing all this, that would be really cool to work for the doghouse. Yeah, it is so much fun. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, so let's talk a bit about, all right, I'm just gonna jump right in. So how are you dealing with a lot of the tension going on and a lot of the, uh, I'll just say arguments. Well, we won't reduce it to politics or Black Lives Matter, but just right. in general, um, how are you navigating through these conversations with people um, or, or are you at all? Yeah, I, I definitely am. Um, you know, I'm one of those people that just, I, I like to chat also. I like to hear people's opinions, whether I agree with them or not. Like sometimes it's even more beneficial when I don't agree with them. Mm-hmm. It's more interesting. Um, but yeah, you know, I've talked to my family. I've talked to my friends, you know, like I bring it up if someone else doesn't. And um, Oh, you push the conversation. I wouldn't say I push it. Mm-hmm. But if there's a chance, you know, like I like to throw a little like fuel bomb on the fire sometimes, right? Like you see, you see it kind of uh, hanging out there and you just, when you just pop the bubble and, and say, okay, yeah. everyone wants to say something I can tell, like, okay, let's, let's go. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So, um, yeah, I mean, and then just, you know, a lot of self reflection also, right? I mm-hmm. mean, like Jesus, like the pandemic and, you know, all these things, I mean, the pandemic in a way has given a lot of people time, myself included to, to have time to do stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Right. And like, and the more conversations you have with people, the more, I mean, theoretically, um, you think about those conversations and what people say and what you agree with, what you don't agree with. And, you know, you examine your own views and, um, you know, you try and correct what was wrong if something was wrong or you're trying to be better mm-hmm. or whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. But I mean, acknowledging, you know, the, you know, the elephant room, as you call it, like whatever it is, like it needs to be talked about. You know, that's the only way things go forward. A, what is the elephant in the room? And B, because now I'm going to be more pointed with you. Okay. Let's, let's start getting, you know, checking the stuff off the list. Okay. Um, yeah, let's just go straight to A because, uh, yeah. So I think, well, right now there's a lot of elephants in the room, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, one of them, uh, you know, obviously Black Lives Matter. And I use that phrase, I use that term to describe the, the entire movement, mm-hmm. right? Not the organization, because mm-hmm. I don't know enough about the organization, to be honest. So. Um, I mean, that's huge and, and it's huge all over the world. It's not just here, right? It's not mm-hmm. just in the U.S., but it's all over the world. But we're talking about, you know, our problem in the U.S., right? Mm-hmm. Um, which, you know, uh, through this, you know, I've learned, you know, I, I, I mean, to say the word learned, I'm not sure if that's the right word, but like I did. I, I learned a lot about like, you know, I sat and thought like, like, shit, this has been a problem, you know, that I didn't even, you know, realize mm-hmm. really I mean, everyone knows, right? Everyone knows, like, dude, slavery is bad, and like, you know, and and the problems still exist. Everyone knows that. Uh-huh. But you know, you get lulled into life, and you're like, well, that's kind of normal, right? It normalizes. Well, and, we're all, and again, we're all kind of narcissistic. So if it's not in your face or a part of your daily, then it's you know, it's what's it's not in front of you. It's seen outside out of mind. Go ahead. Exactly. So I mean, um, I mean, the atrocities and all that is, is is real, and the atrocities, you know, that happened a long time ago, that still happen today, mm-hmm. still happen today, obviously, yeah, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna get even more for... direct with you because because yeah. I did lose my train of thought there for a moment because first of all, I had a kind of a corny question, but it's like a moment ago you were talking about one of the biggest things you can do is learn and have conversation. What does learning feel like, right? Because I know for some people, like for me, when I have these conversations and I'm like, oh, okay. I never thought about it that way. I feel it, I feel inflated. It feels good. Uh, yeah. Does that resonate with you? Yeah, it feels like growth. It feels like you're different than you were yesterday or or it feels like, yeah, there's like a lightness to it. Do you think right? everybody feels that way or has the same perspective? Because I feel like there's a lot of closed, yeah. willfully closed minds. Absolutely. There's a range of people, you know, there's uh, across the spectrum, there's one of each person, right? Yeah. So there's going to be closed minds. And, you know, you can try, you know, you can try and open their minds, but, you know, they're, they're thinking the same thing. Like they're going to try and open our minds mm-hmm. to what they believe. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and it's sometimes it's tough to say who's better on smaller issues, but I think the one issue that everyone can agree on is like that you know, we need to pay attention to what's going on in America yeah, specifically right now. Yeah. Yeah. Um, people have always needed to pay attention. And, you know, somebody asked me today, how did this whole podcast start? And p- part of my answer was, um, a lot of my white friends after George Floyd and Breonna Taylor were like, Hey, like checking on me. And they felt like they wanted to do their part. And I'm thinking this is just another day for black people. Granted it's making national news. That's probably has, it's a good thing. It's got its negative sides to it. Um, but the dialogue's happening and that's important. Um, I'll just cut right to it. So let's talk about protests because I know that you live in Hollywood and you kind of spilled out into the street and I don't know if it was intentional. In speaking with you, I thought you were a little more cultured as far as this. And it seems like this might be new for you, as you said. The awareness and taking the time to think about it. 
Right. Yes. So tell me about the protest and how that happened for you. Uh, well, yeah, I mean, they're right outside our, our front door, but I didn't participate in the first now a couple because I mean, being from LA, we've been through this before and, uh, you know, we know sometimes where it goes, it goes south or it goes, whatever it Tear is. Gas and, yeah. yeah. Or it's like, you know, yeah, people just get messed up in the street or like as well as stores, it's chaos. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, so I wanted to see uh, what the protests were about. Um, and so, yeah, uh, a couple of times actually we went down and, and joined the protest, joined the march. Um, you know, we're, we're there with the people we're there like in spirit and in protest about what's happening. So it wasn't planned. It wasn't, I wanted to go to one. Mm -hmm. I did, that's like the like old punk rock kid in me. Like I wanted to like, you know, you know, yeah. stand against the bad things that, that suck. Right. Mm -hmm. And like that sucks. Like and what happened, like to say it sucks is minimizing it. Like it's yeah. like, I mean, it's horrible. And it's not just that one thing, right. That happened to be like the, uh, you know, the flag that sent everyone up. Right. The straw and, that broke the, yeah. There you go. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I wanted, to, I wanted, to, I wanted to be a part of it and I want to be a part of it. Uh, but sometimes you're not sure exactly how you're going to be a part of it. Yeah, right. Yeah, and yeah. then, uh, you know, you can just do your part. Hey, Trademark. oh, hashtags Trademark. all over it's the place. The commercial. That's my boy. Um, two questions. What was the takeaway as you left? Um, and what was the energy like? Cause when I, we talked about this before, I thought it would, there'd be like a party in the streets and you'd be meeting people, but that wasn't necessarily the energy, right? Not at this particular one and maybe just not for me mm -hmm. or whatever it is. Um, to be honest, like uh, I took away that there's a lot of dorks out there. They're <laughs> doing their own thing. <laughs> Can I say that? Like, Are these like the Instagram models that go out there and snap a shot and then run away? That type of stuff. I mean, you're in Hollywood, so you get more of that, of course. But like, you know, there's people that I think that were there for, for other reasons, right? Like, you know, like a, there was a bit of a party atmosphere to it. Mm -hmm. uh, and then the... The protests uh, the next week that I didn't go to, they said there was like 20,000 people. Wow. And that was like the West Hollywood one. Uh -huh. uh, I think that was combined with Pride. Okay, gotcha. They, they, they'd linked up, right? Yeah. Okay, so, um, you know, that one was definitely a party atmosphere, but that had the link in for Pride, mm -hmm. right? So, un understood. Mm -hmm. Like this one, like there's people partying and like, you know, kind of like, and I, you know, I get it. There's, there's a lot of steam to be blown off too, for everyone. Yeah. For everyone, right? when with COVID alone, it's like get me out of this. A thousand percent, man. It's like the you know, it's a it's a boiling pot that just kind of reached a temperature and and kind of you know went off a little bit. But what did I take from it? Like there's there's a message there, you know. Like I you know like I, I feel in solidarity. I feel like you know with uh, you know the sincerity of, of the movement and where it's coming from and and whatever it is. And it doesn't matter like you know like anything else. It matters that like I I feel this way and I want to support this. Mm -hmm. Right. We can go into details about this that and the other thing, but like that's why I want to be a part of it. I love it. All right. So how do we get people to kind of understand and have a similar perspective with yours? How do we get people that look like you, right? People in your groups, in your social groups that, you know, how do we get people to have a little more empathy? Well, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's a big one, man. I, I mean, um, well, I mean, to be honest, like what you're doing now, I mean, it's, it's getting, you know, it's getting out there. We were talking earlier about like, um, you know, I don't search out podcasts like this or like, like anything in particular. I don't even really listen to a lot of podcasts, to be honest, mm -hmm. read books, but not podcasts. So, and in the 5,000 new things I see every day on Instagram and Facebook and people talking or whatever it is in the, in the TV, the gas station now, whatever it is, you know, like I never see anything like that come across. Like, 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 Hey, we're doing like this cool thing to raise awareness, whatever. There's one Facebook group. I think I mentioned earlier yeah, to you. Yeah. Um, but in, in general, like you see, you know, influencers, or you see the Lakers, or you, you know, whatever you follow, you see that kind of stuff. But if mm -hmm. you're not following it, then you're not going to see it all the time. So, mm -hmm. and so it's hard to, you know, have awareness in that way. So yeah. I think what you're doing is great for that reason. Thank you. The other way to do it is, you know, you, you talk to people, right? Yeah. Like, you know, like, um, you know, in the last couple of months, I've been uh, doing this, this little gig, whatever, I right? like selling some stuff, uh, legal stuff, by the way, if the cops are watching. <laughs> uh, and um, you, you get opportunity to just Dear to talk father. to people every day, right? Like, mm -hmm. you know, like people come in to buy and stuff, you know, like, hey, how you doing? Where you come from? Whatever. Right. Just shoot the shit. Yeah. Whatever it is, right? And, uh, and sometimes, right, like, oh, what do you think about what's going on? You know, innocent question. And then you just kind of see, like, where that goes. And you have a chance to talk to somebody. Mm -hmm. And you have a chance to listen to somebody, mm -hmm. right? And yeah. so, like, that's really important, too, is, right? Um, it's not always like, you know, we, we need to talk to these people. We have to talk, talk, talk. Like you have to listen too, man. Like, yeah. you know, like people want to be heard, um, whatever their opinion is. And, um, but I think that community, if there's no communication, then you're not stirring the pot and how can things go forward? How can new things come out? If like, you know, old things aren't mixed up and regenerated new things. Or yeah. Right? Yeah. And at some point you do have some philosophies and I want to talk a little bit about conspiracy theories and all that stuff in a bit, but 
two things again. I'm for some reason I'm all about twos today. Right. So I had a, I saw something on Facebook and a, a friend who I it's no longer our friend and I hate having to like this so, right. social media thing is weird. Like I have to unfriend you. Oh, for you unfriended, unfollowed. I I had to unfriend him because he he went on a rant and basically said there was no such thing as racism in the United in the United uh, yeah. States. Yeah. And I just was like I was gobsmacked. And I said, I don't want to see this. And again, because it, it all, I, I usually just delete people because it makes me feel, it makes me feel bad when I see stuff like that. And I yeah. don't like that feeling. Yeah, absolutely. So instead of unfriending you, but still playing that game, it's like, I can't, that feels toxic to me. Yeah. But how do you feel about like, what is that? I mean, you're not black, so you can't be like, you know, but you don't have my perspective, but what do you right. say to that? Because uh, people really believe that. I don't know if they do. I, I don't this, know. This, I don't know. This if they dude do. did. Yeah. This dude, I mean, he put it on Facebook. He was, he, he was, it was his word out on the internet. Right. Yeah. I, I believe a lot of people actually believe that. Mm -hmm. That That's a, that's a real thing, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, but I think there's, uh, so in traveling, if I can take it back there. Oh, please. Always. Like, you know, you mean, everyone's kind of, everyone's the same. And I don't mean like, oh, everyone's the same. Everyone's cool, man. It's not like that. Mm -hmm. But like, you know, it's a learned, I think hate is a lot of learned behavior. Mm -hmm. Right. And I think that you, you know, cause you want to identify with something with, you know, the people that live around me, right? Like I want to be part of this group. So I'm going to go extra to say, so whatever it is. Right. And that mm -hmm. can be a geographical, whatever it is, but uh, I, I think it's learned. And I think some people are just like, you know, I mean, some people like they, they, they hate themselves, right? They, they're just full of anger Yes. and they want to like destroy. Right. And mm -hmm. like, and there's something in destruction that is, that, that can be positive, right? Creation, mm -hmm. destruction, all that kind of thing. But like, yeah, they just want to like, you know, watch the world burn or like just, you know, inspire hatred and just be this like, you know, beacon of hatred or whatever. And so what can you say to someone like that? I mean, you definitely can argue on Facebook, right? Like, like who wants to do that? Who want, I mean, or, or who wants to enter into uh, a conversation with someone who will not hear the other side? Yeah. Why bother? Yeah. So then you're talking to a wall. Yeah. So then you're reduced to like, you know, taking shots or something like that or, mm -hmm. and that goes nowhere too. So, mm -hmm. um, yeah, I, I avoid that, man. I, <laughs> I avoid that negativity. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, um, everyone has it. It's, you know, anybody can be negative. Anybody can be positive. And I think it comes down to a big choice to, you know, to trying to be positive and trying to do the right thing. Right. So it shouldn't be like, just like, this, I mean, it should be like this effortless thing, but like with life going on, you have to like constantly, constantly try to, to do the right thing, be a better mm -hmm. person. Mm -hmm. I, it's just weird. I feel like for the majority of us, we learn at a very young age how, you know, just manners and how to conduct ourselves and be civil and treat people right. the right way. And even you learn empathy at a young age, like even putting yourself in somebody else's shoes. Yeah, it's a absolutely. simple, simple step, but you can do it. And at some point, um, a lot of people have lost that if they or didn't have it at all at come a certain age. Um, what do you have to say to like, I don't, I hate, I don't like white rage because I feel like it's pointed. It's too pointed. But what do you have to say to that? Cause there is, I always blamed like it Karen's? on like movies. Well, yeah, let's go into Karen's. Okay. Yeah. These uh, people with incredible entitlement and a lot of anger to, uh, expel. Yeah. Um, shoot. Yeah. They've never been challenged before. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, like this is a, this is a, a big challenge for them culturally. Maybe it's like, you know, threatening their way of life or, or whatever it is. And, uh, it's a, actually a, you know, pretty unhealthy <laughs> response, you know, what Karen's doing. I use that word and joking. Like, whatever it's it is. so corny, but yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's not like, I don't know, it's not very impressive right. <laughs> to be honest, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, what do you, I mean, again, you know, like they're, they kind of believe you know, there's no amount of arguing, especially when they're in that state, that's going to like, you know, make them see your point. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So you have to kind of like, I don't know, build it, build around it. Right. Like, you know, be the, be the change, right. Mm -hmm. You can, like, don't try and change everyone else all the time. Like try and change yourself. That's the only thing you can really control ever anyways. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And you hope to make an influence where, where it's positive where possible. Yeah. You know, I almost, I don't regret saying that, but I feel, I mean, no regrets, but I feel like that's another example of how there's such a, so much of generalization and conversation, you know what I mean? It's like everybody right. has to be grouped and everybody has to have a decided opinion without yeah. even having these conversations, you know? Um, that's a trip that when you said destruction and creation, I feel like let's move into that conversation a little bit about, you know, the fear for the future and COVID and what, what are your thoughts with that? I mean, should we be as, from what you've learned and researched, should we, we be as nervous as we are? What's going on? Talk about that. Uh, I don't know if, I mean, like people are pretty nervous and I think as much confused as they are nervous, mm -hmm. right? Super confused. Right. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know. I mean, um, I mean, I know you're not Fauci, but like, 
No. You get, yeah, yeah, no, no. You, you get my question. Yeah, I, I, think, uh, I think that the coronavirus is a real thing, mm-hmm. right? You can put it in a Petri dish, and there it is, and that's the one we're looking for, right? Uh-huh. So it exists. Uh, I think the pandemic is kind of bullshitty, mm-hmm. really. I think it's like, you know, being used for uh, to institute other things in society and shape society in a certain way. Mm-hmm. Um, that uh, I think a lot of us felt that intuitively and have since yeah, the beginning. Gut it's check. Like something isn't right. Just trust, trust your gut. Yeah, yeah so exactly. So, uh, and, um, and I think that, you know, the coronavirus or the threat of the coronavirus. I mean, the coronavirus is basically, you know, what the, uh, the 50s version of the Russians. Or the '80s and '90s version of uh, you know Middle Easterners or something like that. It's it's it's, uh, it's the boogeyman a little bit. Gotcha. Right? There's a lot of propaganda behind it. Yeah, exactly. Right. So it's I mean now we're in fear of something that we can't see. That it's yeah. it's there. It's all around you and yeah. blah blah blah. But you know you you can take a bite and won't get you. And, <laughs> you know like well and boy is that a different kind of fear. I yeah. Mean, it has been just a roller coaster for every single person. And uh, just talking about friends and and similar people that we know having little mini breakdowns and just bouts mm-hmm. of depression. It's very bizarre. well. Yeah. How do you in one swift move like divide every single person from each other uh-huh. like you know everything else like hey we're a group we feel this way like now you're you're divided you're yeah. like physically divided they call it social but you're you know like every single person is looking at everyone else like you know family or what you know fam- less so family but like on the street you just walk in the street and there's like there's this mm-hmm. right and people are as like literally as divided as ever mm-hmm. starting there did you ever think that we would see this uh, not pandemic in no. general, just to the division of people that well, blending I mean, with this year. Did you ever think we would see that this? No. How you know what I mean? This is crazy, but I mean, like, uh, I mean, the issue of division going back to like race and yeah. uh, and yeah. politics and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Like, like I mean, it seems like it's really kind of uh, what, do you, what do you say? It's sort of like forced division a lot of time, right? Like mm-hmm. they'll pump this up and like this will happen and like whatever it is and like things happen, but like, you know, you pay attention to it, you don't pay attention to anything else, like just like left, right, left, right, you know, yeah. Well, yeah. white, black, white, like all narrative, narrative. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, people are divided. We, I mean, how many ways can you name that people are divided? A lot, right? And then so now it's like there's, you're super literally divided mm-hmm. <laughs> from everyone from each other, mm-hmm. right? So even if you agree in, in 25 other things, you're divided on this one, like mm-hmm. quite necessarily. Uh, but yeah, I think it's kind of like, I mean, it's not that I'm inconvenienced or like, I think it's lame. I think it sucks. Um, it's not that I care that much. I mean, people's lives and economics and all that kind of stuff, a thousand percent. Yeah. Um, but I, yeah, I think that they're using it as a tool of fear and divisiveness. Gotcha. I'm, and I'm glad I asked that because again, it's more than just the virus. There's a, there's always some story. There's some story yeah. with everything and anything. Yep. Good, bad, and ugly. Yep. Um, okay. So tell me a bit about some of the stuff that you might want to touch on. Cause again, you know, we've got, we've still got a lot to cover. Um, I want to use this moment for you to talk about some things that you might want to talk about. Why do you put your glass down there? That makes me nervous. Does it make you nervous? I can put it up here. Okay. I felt like you were going to produ- there was going to be a production. Like if you had like some, ca- <laughs> some like a deck of cards. In yeah. Your like my flip, my flip chart over here. There you go. Yeah. <laughs> my, uh, what do you call it? The overhead projector. There you go. Oh, awesome. we have a glass table for it. Yeah, that's a throwback right there. Um, so, we had spoken about this and like uh for some reason i felt like you know it would be a great topic for a white guy to talk about is the n-word oh yeah yeah yeah, yeah. right and i feel like i'm just like making like the worst decision in my life right now by going and talking about this no but i, I think it's i will I think co-sign it's you in fact we can edit this out and i can broach the conversation <laughs> we're going to talk about okay. the n-word right. right now so i would like for you to talk about that go ahead okay so i'm going to go i mean there's there's always a lot that goes into all this thinking whatever it is but mm-hmm. like in a nutshell um ER version, horrible, and like the atrocities in the past, and there's a reason why it's, it's, it's the most hated word and the most like, you know, uh, horrible word in, in the world, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. Uh, AH version, mm-hmm. I don't know if you put an H on the end. No, God, no. Just A? Just A. Okay. Learn something new every day now. Yeah. So just the A version, like, you know, like a lot of people my age, our age, like we grew up with hip hop. Uh-huh. So like NWA, whatever it is, like, you know, it's all through the songs and you, you know, you rap along with your favorite songs. Mm-hmm. Right? Okay. And you know them front to back. Absolutely. Right? right. And you still do. And like, and even new songs and whatever it is. And, and from that, like, you know, uh, like casual, like lingo was born, whatever. It's not just about that word, but you know, in, in general, right. Mm-hmm. In this, this culture. Mm-hmm. So cool. So I never said the ER word and I never really said like the A word, right? I mean, like it, it came out a couple of times, like, like in fun or in whatever it is, like. What's the A word? That's N-I-G-G-A. Oh, copy that. Go ahead. A. Sorry. Like whatever it was. Like you're doing, yeah. a, you're doing a character with your friends or something like that or whatever it is. Like, you know, You've like, never said nigga? I've said, uh, I've okay. said well, the A well, word. I, right. I've said, I've said that version. Let I've, me let you get, I've let never you said ER. Point. I've never said ER. Gotcha. Right. Not a once. Not that I can recall. 
or not a situation like when would ever say that a dude living in the 80s in california er er that's harsh no you can't say that well of course it's harsh but i've i mean and, fuck i've well, heard it a handful of times but n-i-g-g-a like that's yeah, not get harsh back to that. go ahead oh, all right so why isn't that harsh uh i'm not saying that it's not that harsh but mm-hmm. i feel like it's not as harsh because it's it's everywhere that's the version in hip-hop and songs and our, mm-hmm. our culture right mm-hmm. like you don't often hear like the er version in in songs mm-hmm. okay so okay so i was like all right like um and i saw something like there's a girl like at a like kendrick lamar concert or something like that and she got on stage and she was rapping the lyrics and that word came up mm-hmm. and she rapped it oh yeah, yeah you yeah. see that <laughs> and everyone's like oh and like everyone in the place like what ten thousand people if if not more, if not more, I mean, right. it felt big. Staples the Center. moment felt big. Go Dude, on. And you're on stage and like, oh, what I just do, right? Yeah. And he was like super cool, and he's like, hey, you can't say that word. Try it without. Uh-huh. And she did it, and everyone's like, yay, whatever, mm-hmm. cool. Mm-hmm. But then I was like thinking, but like, she was forgiven in that moment instantly, wasn't she? Absolutely. Well, yeah. can you imagine if they didn't? Like, ten thousand people were going to tear absolutely. apart and yeah. shame her. Like, oh, totally. Good luck getting out. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Okay. So then, like, you know, uh, in thinking about this, I'm like, well, a couple of things. Like, hey, if they can say it, why can't I? Mm-hmm. Number one. Mm-hmm. Uh, number two, like, if it's such a horrible word, why do we want to keep using it? Mm-hmm. Like anybody, right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, whatever. Um, so to go back to the first one, um, why can they say it and I can't? Mm-hmm. Right? Mm-hmm. And in general, like, it, dude, like, uh, you know, wherever you're from in the world, like, there's certain things that from your home people can say to you and you're like, you can say it, you can't. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, there's like a local thing or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. So I think there's that aspect to it and I, and I get that. And, but the other one, I was like, well, that seems kind of hypocritical, right? Like, mm-hmm. how come they, you know, still, it just bothered me. Like, you mm-hmm. know, like why, why is that? And I, uh, I watched, I came across some clip, Instagram or something like that. And like, it was a black professor and he was addressing this topic. He's like, yeah, for why, you know, white guys who like think it's hypocritical, um, you know, why can't we say it? if they do whatever it is? Like, here's my answer. He's like, now you know how it feels. And he was like. Like, oh, you feel like that's hypocritical? You, th- you feel like you're being wronged that someone can do something and you can't? Mm-hmm. Now you know how it feels. And I was like, how uh, simply put. Right? And I was like, brilliant. Yeah, just like, just mind I mean, blown. I mean, for real, mind blown. Right. And that is just a, that is a hair on the dog. That is yeah. a, that is a snowflake in comparison, but that is a beautiful example. Right. Straight to the point. And you know what's crazy is that a lot of white folks go crazy. Like, why can't they really, yeah. they, they have their teeth in this conversation because right. they, it's something that they can't do. Right. right. Yeah. And like, and you can, you know, say like, well, is that, you know, is that the right approach? Like, like you're, it's like payback, right? Yeah. Now we're payback. You know, what was wrong here that and now was, what was wrong there. That, right? that wasn't the plan. Go on. Right. And it's not the point. The, po- the point is like, you know, like exactly what he said and that should be enough. Mm-hmm. Right. Like, cause yeah. it's, not, it's a stupid battle. <laughs> it <laughs> you is. know what I mean? Like it is. Unless you really want to run around saying it all day, but like, who does, really? Let's talk about, I don't I know don't. if you were done. All right, hold on. <laughs> okay. No, look, and again, like, we can move into the conversation as far as, uh, you know, knowing your room, knowing the space, if you're quoting a song, if you're in the car right. alone, if you're in the shower, if you have certain friends that permit it, that's, I don't think that's where the conversation's going. Right. But, um, you again because you do have this kind of um philosophical kind of you got some depth to you let's talk about the vocabulary the linguistic side of all of that how do we equate that to say faggot or gay i mean is it the same thing right yeah because a lot of gay men we will refer to each Mm -hmm. other as faggot mary gay girl Mm -hmm. all that shit right Right. yeah i feel like jews in that category Jew, gays don't call each other Jews. No, I'm I think just Jews. Kidding. No, you're right. No, you're right. That was good. That was good. <laughs> yeah, you but yeah, I feel, right. Like, is is Jew like a, it's a sensitive word? At least. Correct, but it's another right. example, we, and then right. we could go on. Right. So, what do you think about that? As far as you know, because I think that there's a lot to be said about context and intent. You know, for sure. that's why I think that white girl was so instantly forgiven because she was just in the moment. Yeah. I, you know, um, but I will say this much. I was talking to these uh, these two girls from Michigan on the podcast, and I mentioned that sometimes black folks are tested. Right. I'm not saying right. that what she did was on purpose, you know, but, you know, we, yeah. all, we all think. So in that moment, she could have for said sure. bleep or she said it to see she, te- she tested the moment and she got right. kind of lucky. Right. Yeah. Yeah. because he was cool about it he was like the coolest you could have been about it but then again after that it would have almost looked like um what do they call that when cops when you set when they set you up cops set you up it's like um entrapment yes yeah it almost looked almost like entrapment a little bit a little bit yeah like let's get that white girl come on this will be funny this will be real (laughs) funny 
Um, and I know, I guess that was more of a point than, than, than a question, but you know, again, the, the vocab and the linguistic and the, the, the real background of the, of, of the intent of the word is really the conversation, right? It is. It's, it, I mean, absolutely. Mm-hmm. I mean, cause what it's tied to, that's what, it, that's what it is. And mm-hmm. like, and, and things change, right? So it went from like, um, like the more, you know, culturally like uh, relevant of today is like the, you know, with the A at the end, not the hard ER, right? Yeah. Because that, that other one, that's a beast of a word, man. That's, yeah. that's a, that's a word. And the A is like, okay, it's accepted uh, by everyone, right? Mm-hmm. People get upset when they hear it. For uh, the most context, part. Yeah. Context, right? Like I'm mm-hmm. talking about like songs and music. Right, and stuff like right. Um, Culturally, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, semantics in general um, play a huge part in everything and, and how we speak to each other and like what we really mean by mm-hmm. our words. And like sometimes like, you know, like the uh, entire arguments can be solved by a clarification of one word, or, you know, what it means to somebody, what it actually means, what it actually what refers to. What that professor said, boom. Yeah, exactly. Right. Boom. And then, yeah. And then when you hear it, when you hear the answer, you're like, now it totally, make, totally makes sense. And again, if people just want to um, learn a bit and open up their ears and uh, that's, it's as simple as that. Go listen, listening to a professor popping up a YouTube, right? I mean, it's all of the, there's so much wealth of knowledge. It's unbelievable how much access we have to all of this stuff. Absolutely. Jane Elliott, is that her name? This white woman who's been talking about racism for years and showing uh, rooms of people, examples, uh, using them, um, uh, to show how systemic racism works, you know, you can find all that stuff. Very fascinating. Jane Elliott. Okay. I believe it's Jane Elliott. I almost want to Google it now. Excuse me. Or whatever. Um, N W A. Mm-hmm. Uh, I threw the second hiccup in there. Um, let's talk a bit about culturally what that did for you, what you saw within your, I, I'm assuming you were probably junior high going into high school or in high school. Probably yeah, beginning of high school. Maybe. Okay. So talk about what, Mid. what that, right. Cause yeah. that was like, yo, that like doors were kicked open. That created a huge wave yeah. as far as culture and in, in general. Tell me a bit about what that experience was like for you. Cause I think a lot of your empathy comes from that. Comes from what? Black culture and black music. Yeah. I mean, I grew up in Los Angeles. I wasn't like in the projects or anything like that, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? But like, obviously it was a melting pot of people from around the world. And, uh, my high school was predominantly, well, one of my high school, but the fifth high school I went to, um, I the, cannot believe fourth, you got kicked out of four. That is, well, un- I think one, I just left. I went there to get in the yearbook and then I, next day I just bailed. bailed You're up. crazy. But Go it counts, ahead. It counts. I was in the yearbook. Unbelievable. <laughs> definitely counts. I have proof. I was going to say, we'll get your proof folks. We'll get yeah, your proof. Go ahead. Um, so yeah, well, okay. I mean, just, yeah, culturally, like, I mean, I grew up like listening to like punk rock and, and heavy metal and stuff. And that always had an attitude, right? mm-hmm. you know, built mm-hmm. into it. And then rebellion, it, yeah. anarchy. Yeah. And then, um, you know, like I, I wasn't particularly into like, you know, like that, uh, early New York hip hop just yet, but NWA, mm-hmm. man, like the, like they, like you said, they kicked the doors off of everything. Yeah. Everything in a new era was born of, of music and, you know, gang, the LA gangster scene and all that kind of stuff and everything that came along with all the great movies came along with it. Everything came out and, um, and it was awesome. I mean, I never, I never tied, you know, that, you know, music or that whatever to like, um, to like, a, you know, like a cultural thing, like mm-hmm. in terms of like my life, it was mm-hmm. just like, that's, that's what it was out there. Um, well, let's talk about Wiggers. You said once cross colors are out, let's talk a little bit Wigger about or we got uh, it's there's a hard R on that one. Hard R, yeah. Oh, I think yeah. there is, and they kind of oh, deserve it. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> but but it's, I mean, that's a horrible thing to say, though, right? Like, well, I mean, yes, it's a little lazy. I think we yeah. can be a little lazy with again our vocab. But talk a bit about um, at least what that looked like, because that must have been talk about a cultural shift. That's what I'm talking about, right? Seeing yeah. um, black influence in such a different way affect everybody and how it affected us. Yeah, you absolutely. Know? A lot of things were born with through that music born to that music and it created a lot of like, you know, hardcore, like loyal, you know, followers. And, mm-hmm. and some of it, I think took it too seriously, especially mm-hmm. like, you know, like, did it raise you a little bit? Um, yeah. I mean, like, you know, I know I learned about loyalty through black music, uh, through gangster rap, you know what I mean? What yeah. I, I, I yeah, just, you're right. Yeah. That was a huge takeaway for me from that specific genre of music. Right. Uh, yeah, I guess you do. I mean, you, you learn what's, what you immerse yourself in, right? uh-huh. whatever that is. Yeah. And, um, a, a lot, a lot of positive stuff from that too. And a lot of it was just like, you know, it's music, it's yeah. music, right? Like I'm, those things, uh, you know, like shootings and, you know, those, all, you know, that can be real somewhere else, but in this context, it's just like a song. It's a cool thing. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, a lot of it's, you know, I'm sure authentic and still being made today, authentic music like that. Um, I forgot where I was going to go. Oh, that's fine because I've been dying. It's, I'm on the tip of my tongue okay. uh, or I'm on the edge of my seat rather to ask you Kanye West. 
I don't really know Kanye West that much. Like, I know he's running for president, and I know he's a Kardashian dude, and uh-huh. I know he had like two cool songs I liked a long time ago. Do you remember what those songs were? We're talking college. Jesus Walks. Oh yeah, that song's Jesus. fire. Uh-huh. Yeah. Okay, you and know that's all I know. All right, fair enough. So you have no really nothing to lend to that topic, uh, which is okay. I think there is something. Uh, okay, so there is. Uh, this gonna, it might get crazy for a second, mm-hmm. right? But I'll tell you what I read. Mm-hmm. Okay, so there's a site called uh, Vigilant Citizen. And it's written by one guy. It's a it's a decent site, like whatever. But he he does like all like what most people call conspiracy theories. Like deals a lot with like MK Ultra, which is not a conspiracy theory. It's a program that existed. You what? Know it, no, I oh. keep hearing about this, and really? Michael tried to explain it to me. I don't know what it is. Okay, uh, it's uh, how do you control someone's mind, and can you divide their mind into different things, and can you like control their mind this way? Like, what do you see? Uh, you Manchurian. I, I oh, am yeah, right yeah. now. I made you say that. Did you really think about that? Shut so up. the Manchurian, <laughs> the Manchurian candidate, um, it was a movie yeah, yeah, I know and it was like, so, okay, so, you know, okay. So mm-hmm. like they, they clicked a button and he went and killed the president or something. Uh-huh. Like that, right? Um, so that kind of stuff, right. Or, uh, Oswald or whatever. And this it was. is real. It's a real program. Yeah. Wow. They say they canceled it a while back, but like, uh-huh. you know, change the name or cool, whatever. And we're not point. embedding like chips inside brains. We are actually, well, Bill Gates wants to do that, but like that's later. Okay. That's, copy that. that's 2021. Okay. Coming soon. That's like tomorrow. Yeah, it's it's pretty quick. Let's go right to that. What's happening in 2021? What's Bill Gates doing? Uh, I don't know what he's doing, man, but I know that he was like a software engineer and now he's like Mr. Vaccine Save the World guy and like the most, like, you know, utmost authority on vaccines, which are controversial to begin with. Yeah. I just don't understand that. He's got a weird uh, uh, fascination, I think, that's you can look up and you can, you know, read his literature that he's written and Uh uh, talks that he's given about uh, like eugenics, like reducing the size of the population of the world. Mm-hmm. Right? Whenever you just say those words, oh, they want to reduce, 90% of people just like shut off right now, right? Like, but you can go and you can look and you well, can no, listen. no, they shouldn't because it's reality. Right. It's interesting when I think about a white man talking about eugenics, who's the first group of people to go? Um, yeah. I'm trying Who to- Who are already going, yeah. I know right. they're in Africa doing it right now. Yeah. They're testing these vaccines. Mm-hmm. I want to understand, and I know you can answer this because you're not them, but why this whole um, Martha Stewart, Mr. Rogers uh, push? Why are they presenting it like that? If you're going to be a monster, be a monster. Well, they want you to accept it. So there's a oh, ra- rather long that's campaign a lot, to get you to accept it. That's- um, Number one being fear and dividing everyone. Yeah, yeah. That's just a hard, that's a, that's, a, that's a big pill to swallow. Tell me a bit about conspiracy theories in general, because I know we've talked about it. We've talked about friends that we've tried to broach these conversations with, and they are yeah. so close that um, it's, it's, it's scary how closed off they are just to a, a different, um, and I'm not, I hate the word conspiracy theory, because that alone, uh, yeah. it's, it's, it's stupid. It's dismissive, yeah. Right, so I'm going to change it right now. Let's just say okay. a different, pers- a different uh, uh, perspective. Right. I like it. I like it. So, you know, it's sometimes we will try to broach these conversations with friends with our, with a, just a different perspective that we may not even be 100% sold on right. or even 50% just for We're sake just of conversation. It, yeah. Right. And their reactions are, are one that is just uh, it scares them. Yeah. They, um, they give it no oxygen whatsoever. I agree. Right, right. Right. So tell me a bit about some of the um, maybe different beliefs that you might have. And um, yeah, that's a whole nother show. Is By it? the way, oh my god, yeah. Okay. I mean, like, because we can save it for another show. Well, we like. can do, yeah, we can do conspiracy. Uh, yeah, conspiracy show. So, I mean, there's, there's, I mean, uh, I want to know ones that you actually might that you have some investment in. Um, I mean, investment is only like how much. Okay, people do this like they the research. I mean, what it really is, it's not a theory that you may or may not have for most people. I mean, people have that can have whatever theory they want, right? Mm-hmm. Um, for me, it's like I. I'm OCD enough to where like, if I hear something, I'm going to chase it down in any way I can cross reference this, that, whatever it is, because I want to know, like, is that real? And you can't always know if it's real, but you can get as close as possible to like, look at everything mm-hmm. that's available on the subject. Mm-hmm. And then you can, you know, maybe prove it or you make an, make an assumption or you can go mm-hmm. like, oh, that's BS or whatever mm-hmm. it is. Right. So that's and never think about it again. And never think about it again. Mm-hmm. Right. Or you can just use it and never think about it, whatever it is. Right. Mm-hmm. So like I hear these things and I, I just have this drive inside of me that wants to like research stuff. Mm-hmm. So I don't Your interest it. is peaked. Yeah, it is. Like that I, for some reason I'm just drawn to it mm-hmm. and I want to like, and like I said, it's not, I don't even particularly like talking about, uh, conspiracy theories or whatever it is because like, yeah, it's, I mean, people, uh, most people, a lot of people will mm-hmm. just be dismissive or they'll have their um their opinion on it ready yeah. ready to like just put their on theirs on the table and not really like discuss it like i like discussing things mm, that's their little mk ultra oh i'm getting it now yeah i was raised to question authority so it's like you can tell mm-hmm. me something and i'll be like okay well let me look behind that 
Yeah. Like, is that real? And also using my gut all day. I'm like, that, that doesn't feel right. No, not buying that at all. Yeah. I want to be a judge. I've, I think I'd really effed up. I no, should be have great. been a judge. Yeah. Right? Because I'm like, you're, you're lie detector test all day, not buying it. Try again. Right. Start exactly. start from the bottom. You get yeah, one more judge, chance. Yeah, good judge, great lawyer. Right. Yeah. Thank you. Um. Wow. Okay. So, so, so you don't want to talk about any one specific. You're just going to talk more. And that, that's fine. We talked about MK Ultra. So, like, uh-huh. MK. There's even like a like there's there's some movies about it too that are uh, somewhat comical. But I mean, what it really is is they just mess with your brain, and they're usually people um, of influence. So, like, uh, let's take a couple of easy ones that most people reference, uh, like Michael Jackson. Mm-hmm. Um, Britney Spears, mm-hmm. um, you know, a couple people that have, you know, like died. Uh, what's the name? Uh, Winehouse. Yeah. Amy Winehouse. Uh, all these things. Uh, Kirk, you know, Kirk Cobain at some point, whatever it is. I've heard some of these names attached to this theory. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, like if, if the people, and this is true, you can look it up in whatever, you know, whatever site you want. Like, you know, the you can see people who, who own the media companies and the record companies uh-huh. and, uh, Instagram, whatever, all this stuff, you know, like this, the same people own it. Mm-hmm. And you know, if they own it, there must be some benefit to owning it. Mm-hmm. Right. Whatever that is. Okay. Mm-hmm. Money, power, whatever influence, whatever, uh, buyer products. So then you want people in there that you can control. Right. And mm-hmm. like, you know, guide a certain way. So, Hey, everyone gets that right. Like oh, this person can help you through the ins and outs and whatever it is. Cool. But then there's another thing where they, where they push, uh, certain agendas like, uh, the MTV uh, Video Music Awards is a really good one to watch. It's like full of like satanic, like uh, ritual, like looking things, like for no reason. It's like Britney Spears singing a song about like pop love, and she's like dressed like you know like Baphomet or something like mm-hmm. that. Like, and you're just like, what's really happening? But like, if you if you just watch it, mm-hmm. you're like, oh, that's weird or that's cool or you don't know what to think. But mm-hmm. it, if it goes in, mm-hmm. you see it and you identify with these this, uh, this symbology that keeps, keeps being shown to you. Mm-hmm. Or you can like look it up and go like, hey, why is that happening? Like mm-hmm. you're like, hey, what's what's happening behind the camera? Or yeah. like, what's back there? Um, so, Do you yeah. think in that in that example that's something that Britney was obviously wasn't even aware of? Like her handlers are saying, let's go with this kind of red theme and let's go with this kind of like, you know what I mean? Like, right? There's other people yeah. kind of piecing it together. This is going to be your look for this tour or something. Yeah, and I mean, what do what have artists always said? Like in, in some form or another, you kind of sell your soul. Right? Totally, that's true. That is one. It's not thing. by accident. That's a good point, and it's not even say that they're selling. They sell something else or selling out. They actually say that they sell their soul. So um, that's a trip. Yeah. I never correlated mm-hmm. that statement uh, with the actual reality that they really are kind of just like, yeah, a bit. But we're not indica- we're not implying that there's something embedded in her or that she's some sort of uh, you know robot or anything. Well, I mean, no, right, not like a robot or something. But I mean, like there's like there's a whole. Have you heard of a uh, free Britney? Like she's being like held. Like there's like some conspiracy. Oh, I remember that. I don't this know was a while ago. It's it's still ongoing. Okay, it's like a million free Britney tags every day. But uh-huh. Like and then it's like she freaks out in her Instagram videos, and you're like, what's happening? And you're like, and they're like, if you need help, wear a blue shirt. And then she like wears a blue shirt. And then like, hey, it's my favorite color, guys. And you're like, it's happening, right? But like that's a really weird thing. But like, she's messed up, right? She seems messed up. She shaved her head. Like yeah, whatever. yeah. Dude, everyone gets messed up at some point. Uh-huh. We, we've all been there, right? Like, yeah. There's no there's no shame in like in going through a moment that is televised right. and what and, and the way she did it. Yeah. Seems like you know there was like something else going on. Or, right. So whatever. Um, I don't know anything about Britney. I'll just use that as an example, but. Um, yeah, I mean, you can, you want to, you want to influence people, obviously the way you want to influence them. You want them to buy whatever you're selling, mm-hmm. be that political stuff, uh, stuff you don't even know you're being sold mm-hmm. or, um, you know, the product, all, all of these things. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's, it's entertainment, it's actors, it's, it's a lot of stuff. And mm-hmm. I, I really think that even gets into, into politics. Right. I mean, like these are all corporations we're talking about, mm-hmm. uh, that are, you know, have like certain actors that, you know, influence whatever it is. That's part of the business. Um, and then, you know, those people cross over with politics quite a bit too. And I think, you know, the whole thing is, you know, somewhat engineered Did, mm-hmm. out of everyone in America, we have Biden or Trump, like, that's it. Like, I'm not hating on either one of them. Sorry. But like, well, well, I, I mean, just for the sake of the, you know, for the fun of the conversation, like yeah. who cares that it's those two, but we only have two people to choose from. Right. Really? Mm-hmm. And that are like, you know, sp- there's probably five or 10 of the people running. Mm-hmm. Do you, I, I can't name any of them. Can you? Mm, no right okay that's by like right there's people mm. probably great people running but like we're we're funneled I mean, into these was, two uh, i mean i guess if i had to sit here and um yes uh but anyway go on yeah i don't know what i was gonna i think i might have done no and you bring up again a really good point it's like but that's that's again another podcast which really has to do with like you know um the huge gaping holes 
in the system, in our system, obviously. But for me, what I'm holding on to with what you just said is the fact that these guys are both in their 70s and they're supposed to be calling shots for a a, a, a nation of people and a new generation that wants change. It, that the concept of that alone, right, to me is not is not one that um I I, I like to. It's just it's I think it's silly. And again, I don't want to say Obama, Obama, you know, but he was yeah. a, at least he, he was a younger, fresher mind, and his you know he you know, yeah. He was, and look, the older I get, the le- I, I have trouble forming sentences sometimes and remembering words. Absolutely. I can't imagine how I'm going to be at seventy five. <laughs> yeah, you know? exactly. Um, all right, so we're almost out of time. So you've given me you've given me really just a little bit to no hope. I need some hope. Hope. Oh, it's all about. It's all about rope. But um, I know that's, again, that's a, I'm just, I'm poking fun with you a little vague, but let's talk a bit about some of the things that you do and you have done for the exception of travel that um, keep you kind of in a positive space, that keep you kind of in a hopeful space. Uh, do that for me. Yeah, that's a, that's a daily thing that, um, that I like to do is just, you know, whether it's like, you know, just uh, be aware, breathe, right? The old, like all the Buddha stuff, you know, breathe, be in the moment. Okay. Starts there, and then knowing that you have a decision to, you know, to be who you want to be, mm-hmm. and you know the influence you want to be on your friend's life and your family's life, and and people walking down the street, right? You can choose to be whatever you want for the most part, right? I mean, yeah, we're all trapped in these bodies and whatever it is, but like, I mean, you can choose to be to learn something, to change yourself, to better yourself. You mm-hmm. can you can choose to you know be nice to someone, say hi, you know, whatever it is, like all day long, every day. And uh, it doesn't even matter if you do say hi to that person or if you don't see anybody that day. If, if you're being a better person every, every single day, mm-hmm. then um, that gives me hope, mm-hmm. right? Because that makes my life positive as possible every day. So right? staying present, right? So give us yeah. some actions. How do you stay present? Is it just something that you do? Uh, do you meditate? Is it, do you have to remind yourself in each moment to stay present? I've always tried to meditate, man. Like I always fall asleep. Like, cause like my back hurts. So like, I can't sit up, so I'm like, oh, I was, I was laying down. It's the same thing, oh, right? And oh then I'm man. like, yeah, yeah, forever. Um, but yeah, you try to. I mean, it's a, it's practice, like anything else, right? Mm-hmm. And the more you do it, the more you're going to remember it. Uh, yeah. But it's just like little moments throughout the day, mm-hmm. um, like just driving over here, which is like a super cool drive, by the way. Mm-hmm. Does anyone in LA uh, know that there's an oil field like right in the middle of Los Angeles? Yeah, you didn't know that. I did know that, but yeah. I don't is think it's like, so weird. Uh, right above the airport, right there. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so super cool driving like La Cienega. Go ahead. La Cienega. Yeah. So driving over here, like yeah, you can, you know, there's tons of traffic or whatever, and you can choose to like, like, wow, oh, this sucks. And, you know, get in the other lane and go back and forth and have that energy. Or you can be like, like none of this like really matters. I'm going like, to yeah. get where I'm going to go and whatever it is. And you just breathe. And you were um, late. You were late. Yeah, I was a little bit late. Yeah. yeah. Well, it was traffic. No, I'm kidding. I yeah. kept telling you. I was no driving rush. super slow. But I can't, you know, again, no rush. It's like, I love that you're saying this because there's so much truth to that. And it's something that I've learned in the past, just recently. Right. I remember I got a book. Um, it was Eckhart Tolle, um, The Power of Now. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, that's good. And uh, I had held on to the idea of it for just long enough to be able to remember it, but I stopped practicing it. And now at this point in my life, staying present is, it's of the essence. Like, it's. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that's, I mean, there's so many things that are just, you know, flowing through, you know, through our screens and our lives and yeah. like what's going Especially on. Now. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. 2020 is a motherfucker, dude. Like, can I say that? Yeah. You're you that you just did. Okay. Um, but yeah, what a, what a beast. And just like the, you know, you don't know what's coming next. Right. That's the whole thing. And, it, and, and, you know, again, I've, I've always feel like with trying to have dialogue with people, especially people you don't have agree with, look for the commonalities. And the one commonality right now is that we all are in the dark about the unknown. And that right. is, that is a, um, indescribable feeling. I don't yeah. like it's for me, especially cause I'm like, I'm a worry ward. Like what the, like, <laughs> right. But that unknown is, is pure potential. Well, look, we create that. Get it, and right? I think that, and I think that that's again a nod to uh, Nikki and Mitch, and just you know, being having the opportunity to do this is like you should be able to try to um, turn something positive from something negative. Absolutely, know? yeah, and then and create the positive, right? Like, what's yeah. going to happen tomorrow? Like, well, tomorrow I'm going to get up, I'm going to be a better person, or I'm going to try and you know make it make a small difference in someone's life, mm-hmm. whatever it is, right? Like, uh, I'm going to challenge this, you to be a big brother, dude. Okay, I'm in, dude. I'm going to commit. Okay. Right after we talk after this. Okay. Hey, he just committed on air. I don't know what we're going to talk about after this, but he just committed. Um, 
All right, so we're going to wrap this up. I'm right super on. grateful for you again taking another hour to chat with me. Absolutely, man. I love this. This is great. You're a good friend. I'm really grateful. Um, do you have anybody you want to call out to see maybe somebody that you might think of that might uh, be a good fit for the podcast? Uh, Andre Venner. It's a good friend of mine. And I th hmm, that name sounds right. I've heard that name. Yeah. Uh, How one do you of spell the, the last name? V-E-N-E-R. Gotcha. Yeah, I think there might be like an accente somewhere. Venet. No, not veneer, but uh, oh, it's uh, Andre with the. Got it. Yeah. Hmm. How, uh, how how how? Hmm. Uh, how we're European. Are right? oh. we from Switzerland or something? <laughs> uh, but an extremely smart uh, guy. Yeah. Um, with a lot of like world experience and just like one of those special people that I think would contribute a lot. Yeah, and really, um, like he loving on a like it's hard to describe the kind of love he has for the people that he loves. Like Absolutely. it's very, it's a very different kind of love. It's a very um. It's a really nice love. He's a good dude. It is. And I learned, I'll tell you what, I, before we wrap up here, mm -hmm. the one thing, many things I've learned from this guy, but mm -hmm. one thing that I, I try to use daily is in his phone, he has his top 20 favorite people, right? Uh -huh. And he has like a, you know, like in recents or favorites, whatever it is, he makes sure to call everyone once a week. Whoa. Once a week, no matter what. Hey, hi, how you doing? What's going on? Cool, blah, 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 whatever. I haven't heard from him since April. Yeah. I didn't make the list. You got to get in the favorites. I'm just kidding. I hear from that dude all the time. I, know you I wonder if you put him, I hope he didn't put him or anybody else on blast. Like, you know, but no, no I do no, hear, no. we talk often and I, yeah. I didn't know that. Yeah. And again, that's true. Th that is, I'm going to add that to the actions today because that is, um, that is something that people can do. I talked to my aunt earlier. She's like, make calls, send emojis, send love, 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 love. That's dope. Right. So, all right. So as we say goodbye, two things to focus on staying present and make a list of people that you love and reach out to them. That that's, uh, co-signed by Andre. Yes, branded by Andre. Yeah. All right, buddy. I appreciate Cheers. you. Cheers, man. All right. Uh, thank you. We appreciate you. Always follow us on uh, Facebook, Instagram, all the social media platforms. Share the podcast if you love them and share love. Always, we love you. Do your part. We'll see you soon. Peace.